Welcome back to West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz, and it is Theology Thursday. I have a special treat for y'all. He hasn't been here in a little bit, but we brought Matt Pearson back for Theology Thursday. Hey, Dave! Hey, Matt! I'd ask you how sabbatical's going, but let's be honest, we're pre-recording this (laughs) before your sabbatical, so you have no clue how sabbatical's going. Hey, Wes Franklin. But Matt is uh, here to talk with us today about uh, theology. Once a month, if we have a uh, fourth Sunday of the month, that's what we're talking about. And I believe most months have four Thursdays. I said Sunday you earlier. You did say Sunday. I meant Thursday. It's okay. Uh, and so, yeah. So we're going to talk theology the fourth Thursday of every month. This is our first one that I can remember. Did we do one last month? I yes, we know. did one on sabbatical. Oh, that's and right. No, I talked more about my plan than we yeah. did the actual theology, theology of, of sabbatical. It. So maybe our theology yeah. Thursdays aren't that strong on theology. Well, We'll see what today we'll, brings. We'll get there over, it, over over time. It will be great. So, by um, the way, speaking of that, yes, should we throw out a reference or two for our people if they really want to dive in? Because if you if you're one of these theological buffs and you're like really wanting to learn more about what the Bible says about God, Jesus, the Spirit, man, and we got it. some books for you. Well, let me let me recommend one, and it's a monster. Let's hear it. But it's good, and that is Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. Yep, that's that's one of the top two that I go to. Yeah, and I don't agree with everything that he says in there, right? but it's a real well-written book, and I agree with a lot of yeah. what he says in there. Millard Erickson has another good yeah, one. Christian Theology yeah, Christ- is what Millard's is. Yeah, it's, uh, no, he has a Systematic, pretty oh. sure. Okay. Pretty sure that's what I used in seminary. Okay, well, so. I did too, but I thought it was Christian Theology, but... I don't know, it doesn't matter. It's, Millard Erickson and Wayne Grudem. I usually put the two of them right next to each other just yeah. to see they they're both solid. Yeah. So for sure. if you need to see what those look like, come come grab me. I've got them both in my office. I can show you. All right, Matt. So you're here to talk to us about what? The doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Ooh, man, <laughs> we picked an easy one, didn't we? I mean, the only thing that could have made it more vague and fun to wrap our minds around would have been like, let's talk about the Trinity. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're exactly right. I'm glad you said that, Dave, because we're not going to talk about the entire doctrine of the Holy Spirit right. today. I mean, honestly, since we do this once a month, it would take three years probably to begin to scratch the surface Unless we started doing an hour and a half long podcast. Yeah. Uh, but it would just take a while. There's so much that could be discussed. And but let's be honest, you and I aren't organized enough to do an hour no, and a half we're long not, podcast. We're not. And we're both, well, I grew up Southern Baptist, you grew up Lutheran, but Southern Baptists aren't known for their attention to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I was in Wynn, Arkansas, that's the second church God gave me the privilege of pastoring, there was a group of Assembly of God. Church members, the Assembly of God Church in town, the big Assembly of God Church split. There mm. was there were some problems, and so a lot of them came to Win Baptist. Yes, and so they started asking me questions about gifts of the Spirit, things of that nature. Sure. And so at the time we had Sunday night church, and so I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a series on the Holy Spirit. And you know what I called the series? Father, Son, and I'm scared of the other one. Oh, that's good. Look at you, <laughs> Father, Son, and I'm scared of the other one. Yeah. Nice. I was like, so I a, don't know where he's going. Yeah, so we did a unique unique look at some of the gifts of the Spirit and, and what I believe the Bible teaches. What I would like to focus on today, Dave, well, first, I believe the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not an it, right? And so the Holy Spirit is the third member of the Trinity. Yes. God the Father is God. Jesus the Son is God. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is God. Yes. We don't have three gods. We have one God that exists in three persons. Yes. 
next time I'll let you unpack the meaning of all that. So surprisingly, mm-hmm. I just led the Timothy and Titus group, leadership development group that Brentwood does, and I had the privilege of talking on the Trinity. You did? I did. I thought you talked about putting together the Bible. Uh, that was my first week. Um, second one I'm leading is on Trinity and then focusing on the Father, and then okay. I'm doing one on, I think, the church in December. So you haven't done it yet? Well, at the airing of this, I will have. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. So Trinity is a fun little topic, yeah. but we're not talking about the Trinity. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's a person. Yes. Fully. Um, yes. Fully fully God, fully Holy Spirit. Yes. <laughs> I say, please don't say fully, man, because I'll have to throw my coffee at you. <laughs> so, hey, but here's, here's kind of what I, what I want to camp on for just a little bit. Again, so much we could talk about with the Spirit. And mm-hmm. send us your questions. Yes. M. Pearson D. Cruz. I at WestFranklinChurch.com. Yes, I won't get your email until after November 8th, but you can go ahead and... You just, go ahead, you just go ahead and send it to me. Yeah. I mean, this is, in, this is airing the end of October, yeah. so they won't have a huge wait. I want to talk about, for just a minute, the baptism of the Holy Spirit okay. in the sense of a second filling or a second getting or a second baptism of the Spirit. I hear that a lot. I get questions about it some. Even my wife and I were talking about it recently as she has heard it from various people that she listens to or is referenced in a podcast that she'll listen to. Mm -hmm. And I want us to be very, very careful. Again, let me preface this with the reminder that yours truly, Matt Pearson, grew up in a Southern Baptist home, Southern Baptist church is all I've ever known. So uh, there's been a lot of ignoring of the Holy Spirit to our detriment. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that's a good thing. Right. And so I say, there's a lot I need to continue to learn about mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. I just thought of a third book, by the way, Forgotten God by Francis Chan. And a fourth book, honestly, is uh, uh, The Holy Spirit by Sinclair Ferguson. Okay. That one's really deep, the uh, yeah. theology. Yeah. Francis Chan's book is amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. Forgotten God by Francis Chan, Sinclair Ferguson, Holy Spirit. How about us chasing some rabbits? Yeah, <laughs> everything to avoid getting to the theology. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like following the Spirit. You don't know where he comes yeah, from, where he goes. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's kind of what I think every time I do a podcast so, yeah. with you. So. Thanks, Dave. Welcome. Um, with that preface, let me say this. When it comes to a baptism of the Spirit, and again, by that I mean a second receiving of the Holy Spirit, I want to urge you to be careful yes. with that whether you intend on saying it or whether you mean this or not here's the danger it is you're seeking something in addition to what you were given at salvation now do i believe the spirit comes in unique and powerful ways at sometimes more than others yes but do I believe that if you are, if you don't have a second blessing or a second baptism of the Holy Spirit, are you a lesser Christian? No, no. way. No, not As at a all. matter of fact, I would be hesitant to say there is such a thing as a second baptism of the Spirit. Okay. Especially if you mean by that, I am now a more complete Christian. Yes. Now, God can do whatever he wants. And he does. And I, yes, he does. I don't believe he's going to do things outside the bounds of what Scripture teaches. Correct. So, again, we've got to be careful. Here's where I say this. Here's, here's one big reason. I'm fixing to read some verses out of Ephesians chapter 1. 
Paul wrote the book of Ephesians because there was a group of Christians, Gentile believers, who trusted Christ, came to faith in Christ under Paul's ministry, yet they weren't living out their full potential because they didn't think they got the full dose. They were Gentiles, they weren't Jews. So they thought, well, Jews are God's children. So he loves us, but not as much as he loves the Jews. So Paul writes to say, if you're his, you're all the way in. So think about that, church. Paul wrote an entire book, the book of Ephesians, to tell some people that did not think they were enough, were maybe looking for a greater feeling to say, you've got it all. So let me read you some verses. This is actually one sentence in the Greek. Ephesians 1, I'm going to pick it up in verse 3, and I'm going to read all the way down through verse 14. So this is a mouthful. Can't wait. But I'm going to stress why, why I'm reading what I'm reading. Can't wait. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, that he purposed in Christ as a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. In him we have also received an inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will so that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. Now listen to this, Dave, because you can make a case that in verses 3 through 12 that I just read, he's talking about himself and the Jews because here's what he says in verse 13. In him you also, watch this, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed. The Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. All right, we're done. I mean, there it is. Yep. In him you also were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth. Yeah. My biggest concern with this baptism of the Spirit, getting another feeling, getting more power from God, is you're taking away from the sufficiency of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Right. And you're looking for something else. It's already there. You already have it. Now, maybe those who claim they've had a second baptism of the Spirit, perhaps, Dave, they're saying another way of us maybe saying that that could be correct, perhaps, is I leaned into and God revealed to me what was already mine. Sure. But to seek something else that's already ours in Christ is a dangerous place to be. I agree. We can never remove the sufficiency of Jesus' finished work and what we were given the second we believe. You know, as I think on Jesus, he's pretty clear on what it takes to be saved. He doesn't really put a lot of fog out there. In fact, little to none that I can think of. He doesn't address everything, but he definitely addresses salvation. Yeah. And what does he say? Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Nothing else. It's yours. It's all yours. And he talks to his disciples as he's getting ready to go, saying, I'm going to send a helper 
they didn't have the Holy Spirit yeah. in them at that point no. until Jesus ascended and right. the Holy Spirit came, you know, in at Pentecost. And I think that's what we have to be careful with is to make sure that what you're saying, we're not looking for more or a another sign mm-hmm. or whatever. It Jesus has said, You confess, you believe, here it is, and then you're gonna get this helper, the Holy Spirit. Yeah who is going to guide you and lead you, you're right. sealed. Yes. I'm so glad you said that, Dave, because it's so true and it's so important. And again, along those same lines, there are tons of implications, but let me mention a couple more. Yeah, let's hear them. If you, if you believe that post-salvation, after you've trusted Christ, there's more out there for you, meaning... God's holding back stuff oh. from you. Oh. Then what are you going to do? You're going to go to your closet and pray. You're going to that sounded bad. What I mean is you're going to go do a lot of things to try to get it. Yeah, it works. Exactly. Uh, nothing wrong with going to pray. Yeah, but, exactly. What, but if you go and pray or if you go and read more scripture, or if you go to church or if you journal or if you Walk around in circles saying, "Give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this." Uh, you you say, "I'm not going to watch TV for a year, so maybe I'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit." If you do those things to try to get more from God or more love from God, that mm-hmm. is a works based mindset. Right. And if you get that feeling, or if you get some emotion come over you, you're going to pat yourself on the back saying. Because I did these things, yeah. God did this for me. That's not how salvation works. No. The Christian message from start to finish is not, look what we do for God, and then God will do for us. It is, we can't do for God. God does for us everything. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you, you've thought on this more than I have. Am I wrong in saying that's not even how sanctification works? No, you're not wrong. It's not how it works. I mean, there is something. We do pursue God. We should spend time, God show me more of yourself not because we want more of something other than i want more of god right and as we pursue god he reveals himself more and then all of a sudden it's i think i've talked about this before it's this cycle of oh i want more of god's yeah. Yeah. presence i want yeah. more and that's what's drawing us closer right if all we're experiencing is an emotion i mean that that just could just be the bad taco you ate last night well, sure that you're feeling sure yeah, I get what you're saying. We have to be very careful that yeah. I'm going to do. I mean, that's manipulation of yeah. God is what, what yeah. you just yeah. talked about. I'm going to do these things, which leads me to the second implication. Again, there are tons. Yo, yo. Let me give you these, the second one. If you believe you've got a second wave of the Spirit, however you want to define that, those who don't, without even knowing it, it will be a sense of pride. Oh, yeah. A sense of arrogance. I mean, we all are prideful with various things. Yes. All of us. I mean, I could I could go through a list of conversations I've had where God exposed pride in my heart this week, and conversations I've had with others. I'm like, well, that's a blind spot. Yeah. But this is this is huge. If you believe you've got a second wave of the Spirit and you're talking to people who, who don't, it's a, well, and you'd probably never articulate it that way. Some, but, pe- some people do. Yeah, correct. But... It's that mentality of, I guess God loves me more than you. Yeah. And Paul wrote a book to combat that. Yeah. Which is, if that's your mentality that God loves me more than someone else, you got bad theology. Yeah. Because God doesn't play favorites like that. He doesn't. And if someone ever tells you God loves me more than he loves you, you have my permission to kick him in the shin. 
And tell them, go back and learn His more about email is dcruz at westfranklinchurch.com. But th- you're exactly right. And I say it too. Kick them in the shin. Kick them in both shins. I mean, make sure you got some steel toes on or something. <laughs> <laughs> what Jesus did for us on the cross was enough. And what's required to get it is faith. Yes. Period. Yep. Believe in your heart. So, of course. So we could talk about this for hours. Hours. Send us your questions. Yes. Uh, we'd love to dialogue more about this. Maybe it'll come up in a Theological Thursday, part two. Maybe it'll be a coffee. Maybe it'll be a response in an email. Maybe it'll be go read Grudem's section on the Holy Spirit and Systematic Theology. Or any of the other books. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's mention them again real quick. Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. Or Eric Millard. Uh, Millard Erickson, sorry. <laughs> Millard Erickson. Uh, you got Sinclair Ferguson's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit and then Forgotten God by Francis Chan. If you let's let's put this caveat out there. If you haven't spent a lot of time in deep theological books, start with Chan. Yeah, for he, sure. He writes it as an everyman, easy kind of embraceable, chewable. The other ones, they can get a little heady at times. Very. And so you'll need a dictionary possibly mm-hmm. to sit next to you with some of the words they use. Yeah, but sure. they're all solid. Yeah. And you can find them all on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever you go buy your yeah. books. So at the end of the day, Dave, let's not forget. Get your theology mainly from the Bible. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you don't have one of those, you come talk with us. Because we'll... your theology is flawed. My theology is flawed. We're humans yes. talking about this stuff. At the end of the day, let's get our theology from the Word. Yep, it's good. Yep. It's good. All right. Well, Matt is back out of here, heading back towards sabbatical. It's been good, Dave. Glad you could join us for this episode, Matt. Hope you don't go off the rails theologically while I'm gone. Uh, you know, I'm sure if I have, someone will tackle me and be like, stop it. Good. So, all right, people, listen, we're thrilled you joined us for this. Hopefully you were challenged. We want to say you enjoy the rest of your week. Let us know if you have questions. We will be back very soon with another episode of West Franklin Talks.